Tommy Show. Presented by PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org to learn about PenFed's great rates on home and auto loans, credit cards, and savings accounts. PenFed and the Tommy Show. Better together. Live from D.C., it's the Tommy Show. Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond. Real fun D.C. Starring Kelly Collis and Tommy McFly. Another hour of the Tommy Show starts now. We so appreciate you joining us this morning for day 126 of work from home. And if you are working from home or maybe you are um, distance learning or maybe you're doing a little bit of both, you know that some days uh, are held together with scotch tape and dreams. That's today. Welcome. Thanks for being with us. Kelly, and how you feeling? I want to tell the parents that have like little kids and they think it's really challenging because these kids are little and they need help with distance learning. It doesn't get any better. Oh, okay. I, I have teenagers, and um, they they still need a lot of help in managing how to get organized. So are you sure it's only okay. 100 plus days of working from home? Because it feels like 250 days of distance learning. <laughs> Day 126 of work from home, at least yeah. for us. And everyone's on their own sort of work from home schedule. But I do appreciate you stepping up, Kelly, and being the face of the It Does Not Get Better campaign. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, just because they can wipe their own butts, it doesn't make it easier. <laughs> Just I got being honest for that, um, but I'll put that in my uh, parent someday folder. So thank okay, you. Good. Uh, this morning we're gonna get into some um, information about an old guy getting a home run. Um, we've got some ways that you can help save some lives. Hopefully, um, one of the biggest stars on the planet will go to space. Um, somebody who is very famous told us that he's not voting, and it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Also. Uh, we're getting ready for DC's Art All Night celebration that Mayor Bowser is sponsoring, putting together a bunch of DC artists, DC performers from visual arts, performing arts, to audio arts, to motion picture arts. We're going to talk about that just a little bit. But yesterday, Kelly, you and your daughter had a moment to go um, and head to the Supreme Court. Let's start there. Yeah, so this is the silver lining of distance learning, being able to kind of um, break away in the middle of the day. And we did head down. My daughter asked me to go down to the Supreme Court. Um, she was really hoping to see sort of the memorial that had been built uh, around the stairs of the Supreme Court. Unfortunately, they've uh, put up a bunch of barriers and have kind of cleaned it out because um, they are getting ready for today, which is where she is in repose at the Supreme Court. Um, but we were able to kind of walk around and see little mini memorials, like people are trying to find little nooks uh, where they can, you know, either write on chalk on the sidewalk or leave some flowers or, or a note. So we kind of walked around the Supreme Court, and it, it was an interesting feel. I mean, certainly people were just kind of like sitting there. You know, and kind of just taking in uh, the the moment, and it it was it was really cool to see. And also, there have been, and I'm sure it's been removed this morning because of Secret Service was down there and and trying to you know manage the lines that are already uh, happening this morning. But there was boxes of chalk, kind of like all around the Supreme Court that you know someone had left, so people could write on the sidewalk, which was I thought kind of a neat way to crowdsource a, a way that you could. Uh, you know, share some nice things about your memories of RPG. And totally um, inventive, too, and imaginative, right? Like, if you can't have, like, a memorial with flowers and everything, fine, we're going to write up on the streets. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. It's really cool. And this photo uh, we're showing on the live video is from a uh, really great reporter, Rachel, who is with DCist, and uh, she had photos of lines already up saying that people were gathering as early as 10 p.m. last night to get there to be one of the first uh, to pay their respects 
to Justice Ginsburg. It's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. She will um, lie in repose today and tomorrow at the Supreme Court, and then Friday be the first woman in American history to lay in state at the U.S. Capitol before um, finally being buried at Arlington on Friday. Pretty amazing. So if you get a chance to go down there, the weather certainly is great. And even if you don't, you know, don't have time to stand in line, it is sort of um, become this holy ground and, and really was worth doing yesterday uh, to kind of take that moment. Harriet tells us on Facebook that she got there, um, went down uh, on this past Saturday, Sunday, and actually left some flowers at the mural on U and 15th in Northwest. Because there's also so much RBG um, all around the city already. There's murals of her, and there's, um, I, I saw, like, you know how the you can do, like, this chalk stencil. I just saw, like, her image, like, stenciled on sidewalk and that sort of thing. So there's... There's remembrances of her all around, um, and there will be for quite some time. So thanks, Harriet, for getting involved and for watching this morning and uh, sharing your your piece of memory. I'm looking forward to watching it. I don't know if I'm going to make it down there into the lines, but I'm going to be like glued to my television for all of the all of the services and and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said some old guy got a home run last night. Oh Way my go. goodness! Yesterday, if you love the Nats and if you love baseball, yesterday was a great day for baseball because. The Nats, while they are still hanging on to possibly getting a playoff spot, they had a doubleheader yesterday. They won both games, but it was the second game that was just incredible. It was a walk-off home run. Look at that, the roar of the crowds. Yeah, so of course there was no crowds there, but this guy, when it happened, first off, I was watching it live, and it's the eighth inning, and I was like, oh, well, it's not a walk-off. Why are they saying it's a walk-off? It's the eighth inning, but because it was a doubleheader, they only, they only, they were in extra innings, actually, because they only played till seven innings, so it like took me a second. I was like, oh. what's going on? Um, so this guy has been with the Nats since 2016. He is 33 years old. He is the oldest uh, player in the MLB ever to get a walk-off home run. It, it also was his first professional home run in the major leagues. Wow. He's been in the minors for several years. Um, he's a Cuban refugee. I mean, his story is just, like, incredible as we get to know this player because I didn't really know who he was, but apparently he's been crushing it in the minors. He was in Fresno last season. Uh, he's been just hitting the ball. He came up to the majors, um, I believe it was last week, and wasn't doing so well, so they sent him back down, and then he was called back up for this game because there's a bunch of injuries with the Nats, and then he just crushed it to win the game. That's incredible. That's like uh, Howie Kendrick, because he was sort of older when he had the walk-off during the World Series. Yeah, a little different because this guy, this was his big big moment in the majors. Ah. Um, and uh, his wife, who was across the street at a um, deck, cheering him on from us you know she obviously she can't get into the stadium uh there's a photo of her um on twitter of her cheering him on and it's so cute talk nats had it of her holding up a jersey her wearing a nats hat and you know with someone that's been bounced around in the, in the minors and, and never really you know played internationally never really got his chance to have this moment yesterday it was pretty darn cool like whether you love the nats or not 
this is one of the reasons why you love baseball. And I feel like those stories happen a lot, right? Like this player was like told that they were no good and they were sent back around and then they like had their house foreclosed and they lost their toe. And then also they have like <laughs> acne and like all these things are against them. And then like, that's always the player that like crushes it and like comes through in a clutch. Oh, it was so great to see. Right. Uh, like it's, it's really like the player that gets, you know, paid $300 million who comes through in a clutch. It's the player who <laughs> like that, who like, you was know, that, was that a little poke at Bryce Harper? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it sure was. But again, loving baseball. I'm not sure if there's any professional players that don't have a toe, like Tommy just said, but, um, it Give is, me like an hour. I'll find one. There's someone who's in the minors who's like waiting for that moment. I, I, I'm positive of it. Um, but the, loving baseball and also loving the Nats, this is very much the Nats story, especially over not last season, but seasons before where we were like just hanging on to mm -hmm. try to get a playoff spot. Um, so we got to win the, basically the rest of the games through Sunday. So it's, it's unlikely, but still mathematically possible. Wait, so if they win every game, they will be in the playoffs. Or is it one of those, like, someone else has to lose? And then... There's a little bit of that, too. Okay. Because they, they really are pretty low down. So, mm -hmm. they, yeah, a, a couple – I don't have the exact teams, but the, there need to be some losses, but they definitely need to win all of them. Got it. Which is a Got little it. bit of a stretch. But I still love watching baseball, so I'm going to hang on to every last day I can hang with the Nats because, you know, that's what I do. Yep. And Nats fans have certainly given blood, sweat, and tears this season and in seasons past. And uh, a chance to give blood with the Nats coming up um, soon. And Kelly's going to be involved, right? Yep. Uh, October 3rd. It's a Saturday. Tyson's Corner Center at the old Lord & Taylor spot, which is perfect because there's plenty of room for safe social distancing. They once again partnered up with Anova to do a blood drive. I will be giving blood around noon. Um, I sent out a tweet yesterday, got a bunch of my other Nats fans to mm -hmm. get involved. And, and it's such a great time, too, because as Nats fans, we love to kind of gather, wear our Nats gear, even when we're giving blood. <laughs> uh, so back in August, there was another drive, and I got to hang with, with my Nats peeps, with my tribe, as the season was just getting started then. But we got to talk about why we love baseball so much. This one throughout the first pitch at a Nats game in 2015, we went to, uh, I don't know, like 48, 50 something regular season games, as many as we could get to. Blew off work to get to the day games. We went to every postseason game, and then we put an addition on our house to add a bathroom. That bathroom is Nationals Red with Nationals towels. Did you get to go to any baseball games? Uh huh. You did? Yeah. You went to 13. Color. 13. You went to 13 games? Uh huh. Wow, you are a fan. <laughs> Sometimes when I was in Texas, I've been on the stadium. That's right. I love Pups in the Park. I think it's great that teams do this, but there was nothing for cats. Now, none of us knew that we were going to bring our cats to um, Nats Park, so I mentioned it at a uh, hot stove several years ago you know there were a few little sniggers not long after that i get a message saying we're in on it and call catterday it's strangely enough people know me as the catterday lady they might not know my name i remember once um there was a gentleman in my in the elevator and we were joking that all the suits get off at you know the second and third the second floor and he says yeah i so i understand the catterday sits the catterday lady sits up here i'm going i believe she does
The Catter Day, lady. So Kelly and her Nats fans, fam, are going to be all uh, gathered at Texans Corner Center with the Nova at the old Lord and Taylor spot. Kelly, do you think you have a name like the Catter Day lady? Like, what do you think the what do you think you're known as around there? <laughs> I'm not sure. I want to know, Tommy. <laughs> Besides, <laughs> Kelly's on hold. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> Anovablood.org/slash/nats2020. Come hang with us, Tommy. You're going to be there too, mm-hmm. kind of uh, holding my hand from a safe social distance, making sure I give blood, uh, you know, quickly and safely. Totally. It's going to be may- a great day. And maybe, you know, feed me with like a Shake Shack burger afterwards. I think I can make a Shake Shack burger happen. That sounds incredible, actually. Like yeah. on the elevated plaza at Tyson's Corner Center. Yes, indeed. Yep. Well, Shake Shack burger, make it happen. Um, isn't it the worst when you're like trying to do your civic duty and like your deadbeat husband won't even vote? <laughs> I'm not, not projecting. No, no, I'm not. Are you kidding me? My husband is like ready. To, he's like Captain. Uh, America, my goodness, he's a, a voter from a long time. That was more of a hypothetical, but like, you know, could you imagine trying to like get your husband to the polls and he's like, yeah, I'm not voting. And you're like, how could you not vote in such a consequential election? We've all got to have our voices heard. And he's like, not going to do it. This was kind of an awkward moment last night, I think. So mm-hmm. the Time 100 was a broadcast special last night on ABC and had a bunch of celebrities and influencers um, talking about, you know, it was, I guess, voter registration day. So there was a, a big theme about getting out to vote. And, of course, Megan and Harry were part of this. And um, it does bring up a question because not only is Harry not an American citizen, so presumably can't vote, but mm-hmm. he has never voted before. Take a listen. This election, I'm not going to be able to vote here in the US. But many of you may not know that I haven't been able to vote in the UK my entire life. As we approach this November, it's vital that we reject hate speech, misinformation, and online negativity. So as we work to reimagine the world around us, let's challenge ourselves to build communities of compassion. Yeah, so if you're a royal, you can't vote because you can't be political. Also note uh, Harry's words. He says, this year, I'm not able to vote. It does kind of beg, did you pick that up? I picked that up up too, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Um, You know, if anyone can make that happen, it's Meghan Markle. I don't know what paperwork he needs to fill out, but wouldn't that be something if Harry became an American citizen? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) yeah. That would be kind of interesting, wouldn't it? The biggest British invasion since the Beatles, that's for sure. (laughs) And the other British invasion, you know, the the whole burn down the White House thing. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, the original. That <laughs> was the second one, I guess. I don't know. Dep- the Beatles a little be- being a little bit more peaceful. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, One Direction was a British invasion as well. I, you know, they just, every couple years, they just keep on coming over. That's true. Um, also, uh, just, we're not doctors. I feel like you should just know that ahead of time. But um, I just wanted to flag for you that uh, Dr. Fauci went ahead and said that Americans need to get a little bit more sleep, have a little bit less stress, and eat better to have better immune systems. (sighs) Thanks, Dr. Fauci. Um, I think we all know that. (laughs) You want to get rid of all the other things that are keeping us up at night to you know, prevents us from getting that good night's sleep. I think he's working on it. But that was interesting. So this morning there's like a headline. It's like, Dr. Fauci says be less stressed. And I'm like, great, I'm on it. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> Going to go do some stretch and breathing before we do the show this morning. <laughs> right. um, yeah, well, maybe some people will listen to his advice and we'll mm-hmm. have 
better immune systems. I like to take vitamin C every day, too. I will add that as a daughter of a doctor. I'm no Dr. Fauci, but for whatever it's worth. That's very helpful. Also, vitamin rosé is pretty good, from what mm -hmm. I understand. <laughs> All of it. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is my vitamin C. It comes in a mug, gets brewed. <laughs> Your coffee. Vitamin coffee. Yeah, hey, um, Ted, or, uh, Tom Cruise going to be getting a, uh, a view from space. What's going on there, Cal? All right, you get, I got to break this down, and, and I'm sorry if you're just listening and don't see the visuals. So apparently Tom Cruise and a director, Doug Lyman, have been, um, so have a green light to do a story about space. Well documented in Hollywood. They have the funding, the production company, all the things that they need. To go into space, well, not like a sound it's, yeah, it's not clear. So yesterday there was a tweet with um, uh, Elon Musk's company, SpaceX, kind of posted a photo of their calendar and the launches that they have scheduled. And we're showing yeah. that on the video stream right now. So that's a calendar. I know there's a lot going on there, and there's diagrams and rockets and all these things. Different if, colors, different sizes, all the things. I would say, though, for SpaceX, I feel like it needs to be a little bit more of an elaborate diagram. It looks like it was done in Microsoft Paint. If you zoom in, you'll see that there's the crew for Dragon that has American flags in it with no names in it. There is some rumor that that is going to be Tom Cruise and his director that are going to be going up to uh, the uh, on a SpaceX launch and potentially to the IS, the International Space Station. Who's going to hold the camera? <laughs> I mean, they have iPhones, presumably. I mean, I guess, right? But like, a, like if you make a movie, you need to have like a camera and a guy to hold the jib and the boom mic and the gaffer. I mean, uh, yeah. they're not they're not part of it. So, as a member of the After SAG Union, I I think there's going to be a lot of problems with that. They're going to be like, hey, no. you no. need to send the whole crew up there. No, because you got to save room for the pilot, and there's there's not a lot of space inside the rocket. So, um, yeah. So this is kind of exciting. Tom Cruise up to space. Uh, we'll see that. So that launch is October twenty twenty one. So next fall, uh, I'm sure we'll learn more details. But I just love it. Like this is grade A publicist, right? Like this. I mean, we have a lot of fun of like, oh, you know, are they doing this? Are they dating this person? Now we're looking at like space tweets to see if Tom Cruise <laughs> is going to space. That is. That is quite remarkable. There's also rumor that Tom Cruise is going to play, to get like nerdy with you for a second, there's rumor that Tom Cruise is going to play Iron Man um, in an upcoming Marvel movie, uh, the Doctor Strange sequel. So he's not replacing um, Robert Downey Jr. He is, Doctor Strange is able to like jump dimensions and like to other worlds and like it's, if you try to, if you spend too much time thinking about it, your brain just becomes scrambled eggs. Okay, yeah. But anyway, Doctor Strange can like jump from dimension to dimension and like all this stuff. So in the Doctor Strange storyline, he goes to like another Earth in like another dimension and everything is like bizarro Earth. And so there's talk that Tom Cruise will play Iron Man on this like bizarro Earth that okay. Doctor Strange goes to. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, thank you for taking You're me welcome. down that rabbit hole. You're welcome. I'm happy to happy to help. <laughs> so Tom Cruise has got a busy couple of years. Yeah, so he's going to space and then actually going to space, but then like going to fake space in another dimension in another world. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. And still not weirder than his personal life. So there you go. <laughs> uh, we're getting pumped too for DC's Art All Night. That is happening uh, again. The virtual visual live stream celebrating DC's art 
and DC's culture and DC's music. It's going to be um, streamed again uh, this weekend on DC Art All Night on their uh, portals on Facebook, on YouTube. Last Friday and Saturday, it was an awesome collaboration and celebration of the music and the culture and the arts that DC has to offer. Really cool to check out. If you go to DC Art All Night on Facebook, you can watch last weekend's performances and get ready for the upcoming performances uh, presented by Mayor Bowser and a bunch of uh, DC organizations that made all that happen and brought all of these artists together, like dozens of them, over, um, you know, virtual happenings. Everyone went out and they performed their own and they, um, you know, shot their own videos and they put it all together. Way to hear it for the creative community, man. Just making it happen. Really neat. Really neat that that all came together as well. So we uh, also um, are going to have our pal Courtney Lachlan join us in just a few minutes. Plus, coming up, too, there is a restaurant week that has brought together more than 50 female chefs, female restaurant entrepreneurs, female caterers, business owners. It is Women's Food Fest, and we're going to get a preview of that because it starts today 